the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What I'm talking about. What's going on, everybody? It's another Algatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer. I hope you're having uh, a great uh, first weekend of April. I certainly am. I've been off the last couple of days, been bouncing around to concert after concert after concert. Uh, Wednesday night, this past Wednesday night, got to see the boys from Birmingham, Judas Priest. Finally, their 50 year anniversary tour. Only two years late. Pandemic. All kinds of other stuff. We were supposed to see them in October. Richie Faulkner had uh, an aortic aneurysm on stage. They had to postpone the tour for a couple of months. My goodness. All this work to get to it. And boy, did the guys from Judas Priest not disappoint. What an awesome show. Halford still has it. Uh, They really picked their spots where he nails the high notes and sings, you know, the way he sings. But boy, is he a just... I know people say, well, it's kind of a glorified cover band now. It's just, you know, Rob wasn't even an original member of the band. Ian Hill is the only original member left. But honestly, without Halford, you don't have Judas Priest. I'm sorry. All due respect to the Ripper. He was great as, as, as Rob's replacement uh, for a number of years. But bottom line is, without Rob Halford, it is not Judas Priest. Bottom line. Uh, but it's been a nice couple of days off. Uh, I'll be back in the saddle on the Piscopo Show on Tuesday morning. Um, but it's good. I like seeing concerts again. I like, uh, you know, action is happening. Uh, the city is starting to come alive. Don't get me started with the mandates here in the city. Um, we are not a political show. We are a beer show. And so I will not uh, delve into that. But if you want to hear my political musings, you can, uh, you can listen to the Joe Piscopo show. And once in a while, my, uh, my fat rear end chimes in on those things and you might not agree with me, but you know. That's that's the great thing. We can agree to disagree on things and still be civil about it. At least I hope so. Anyway, coming up in 10 minutes, we've got two great guests that are going to be on the program today. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, Dee Murphy, the New York rep for DeClaw Brewing, is going to jump on to chat about colorectal cancer. And the new sour DeClaw beer uh, has out to go with it. Uh, March was uh, colorectal cancer month. We did a special on this last year. Uh, we're spotlighting it again. It, it may be April. The calendar may say April, but colorectal cancer... Uh, does not take off. Uh, it, it is the the second leading cause of death in men. It is a big deal. You've got to get screened. Go get your colonoscopy. We'll talk more about it in the beer uh, coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. In 20 minutes, Michelle Baldwin, she's the events and marketing manager 
at the Colorado Brewers Guild. She's going to join me. I'm chatting with Michelle about Colorado Pint Day coming up this week and a lot more uh, that the Guild is doing. So we'll dive into that with um, Michelle in just about 20 minutes. But we've got beer news to get to and some important stuff. So on Saturday, May 14th, if you aren't coming to the Beer Bacon uh, Barbecue uh, Jam up in uh, Morristown at Menin Arena, um, and you want to have some great Jersey beer and great conversation, a Q&A, with an awesome beer guy and author, well, you need to head over to Bolero Snort and spend an afternoon with John Hall. Uh, Bolero is hosting author John Hall Saturday, May 14th. It's celebrating the release of his new book, The Craft Brewery Cookbook. It is packed with bright, fresh, bold flavors and beer pairings to complement each dish. And Craft Brewery Cookbook brings the beer garden straight to your kitchen, organized into chapters according to beer type, including hoppy ales, lagers and pilsners, wheat beers, and Belgian-style ales. This cookbook will help readers discover each beer style and flavor profile and how it pairs with the accompanying recipes, each from a different American brewery, which is really cool. So whether you're a fan of fruited kettle sours or New England IPAs, the cookbook from the co-host of the podcast, Steal This Beer, will show you how to create the ideal meal to accompany your favorite brew. Mouth-watering dishes, seafood, meat, vegetarian, vegan, and desserts among them, depicted in photographic detail showcasing modern, flavorful food rather than typical pub food. Cookbook breathes new life into the concept of food and drink pairing by offering an inspired take on contemporary beer styles and cuisine. So John's going to be at Bolero. He'll have a sign, signing copies of the new book and holding a Q&A session uh, following the signing. Saturday, May 14th at 2 p.m., Tickets are 40 bucks. Now listen to this. For $40, you get a copy of the book, you get the Q&A session, along with a six-pack of Meadowlands Lager. That's a pretty good deal. So you're getting a signed book from John Hall, you get to take part in the Q&A session, and they're giving you a six-pack of Meadowlands Lager. How can you go wrong? That's a fantastic deal. Kudos to the guys from Bolero, and of course, John Hall uh, with his new book, uh, The Craft Brewery Cookbook. I'm going to get John on to talk about the book and, uh, and see how things are going with him. It's been a couple of years since we've had... Uh, John on the program. But that's an awesome deal uh, from Bolero Snort. Now, another awesome deal that is going to be taking place this week. I'm trying to get over there. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it because it's a little later in the afternoon and I'm not sure I really want to stick around in the city for four hours. Uh, But Bat Flip Day, in celebration of the return of baseball and uh, Torch and Crown's awesome spring ale, they're doing a full day of Bat Flip Stadium food and as much baseball as you can handle at our brewery and restaurant in Soho. Grab a ticket, join them for a fun afternoon filled with fresh pours of their spring ale, bat flip competitions, Major League Baseball opening day action, and friends. It's going to be a blast. Take the afternoon off and let's flip some bats. That's from our good friends at Torch and Crown over on Van Dam Street. Listen to this. Bat flip day takes place Thursday, April 7th. It costs $55 a ticket. Now with that, you get unlimited select draft beers for two hours. So 55 bucks, they'll pick out a bunch of different draft beers that you can have unlimited. You get one commemorative torch and crown bat filled with bat flip. I've seen the glass. It's awesome. It's in the shape of a bat. It's pretty cool. Um, one stadium hot dog. There's a veggie dog option as well. And one box of popcorn. Uh, Torchandcrown.com for more details and to get a ticket. This is a pretty cool deal. Uh, it takes place again this coming Thursday, April 7th. It's 55 bucks a ticket. You're going to get unlimited draft beers for two hours, a commemorative torch and crown bat filled with bat flip, a hot dog, uh, and a box of popcorn. To me, that's a pretty good deal, and I love uh, the guys over at Torch and Crown. I have to get back over there uh, and check things out. Maybe I will get over there uh, this week um, to see what's going on. Uh, it has been a long time coming for Gearblock Brewing Company. They have announced 
on their Facebook page, their grand opening. It's Friday, April 29th at 4 p.m. and flowing into the weekend. They are very excited to share their first brews with with everyone in New Jersey. Gearblockbrewing.com for more info on the brewery. They're located in Waldwick, New Jersey. So uh, 140 Franklin Turnpike. It's up north, not too far from the border of New York and New Jersey. Uh, they're still in Bergen County, but at the very tail end uh, of Bergen County, if I'm not mistaken. Tony and Ronnie are the uh, proprietors. Got to get them on the program uh, maybe uh, next month uh, or this month to kind of uh, talk about the opening and what's going on there. They're going to be open Friday from 4 to 9, Saturday from noon to 10, and Sunday from noon to 7. Guys, if you're listening, uh, a piece of advice that I'm sure that a lot of people have given you, make sure you have enough beer. You are certainly going to run out the first weekend. There's no doubt. If you haven't pumped out enough stuff that's going to keep the crowds coming in, I, I would think by midday Saturday you might be out of beer. Let's hope not, but you know we will see. Um, I have to get over there and take a trip up there. Um, you know, I, I I don't think I'm going to be there that weekend. That happens to be my birthday weekend, so we'll see. But um, at some point, I will get up there because I do want to sample their beers. Now, another great brewery, but this one is in Vermont, Lawson's Finest Liquids. They're welcoming spring with a first-time distribution of their most sought-after specialty beer. It's double sunshine with ruby red grapefruit, a double IPA bursting with fresh ruby red grapefruit flavor and aroma available for a limited time now at retailers across Lawson's Finest Liquids' nine state distribution areas. That includes Vermont, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island. It has already begun. Double sunshine with ruby red grapefruit. First dreamed up during a trip to Florida where company owners Sean and Karen Lawson fell in love with the refreshing citrus-infused flavors of several IPAs they sipped along the way. Um, This version of Double Sunshine they brew every year. 8% ABV, uh, this craft beer, the perfect refreshing fruit-forward tropical taste to kick off a spring. The release of Double Sunshine with Ruby Red Grapefruit comes off the heels of Hopzilla and Super Session Number 3 with Comet Distribution. Um... These beers part of Lawson's Finest Liquids 2022 specialty limited release schedule across the Northeast. Lawson's Finest Liquids makes some great beers. Sip of Sunshine is just unbelievable. Um, I see this in the stores. I'm going to have to pick this up just to just to see how it is. I love uh, red grapefruit, so um, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, pans out uh, in the beer. But there's a lot of great events that are going on, and it's nice to see a lot of good things coming back. I just got tickets to... Um, Tap uh, NY is doing their big beer event up at Bethel Woods in May, um, and it was kind of a spur-of-the-moment purchase, but a um, group of people that I know, my uh, buddy of mine has a house in Livingston Manor, we decided, let's do it. We bought VIP tickets, uh, going to be a great event, the Wallflowers are playing, it's unlimited food and beer, uh, at tapny.com, uh, I think it's tapny.org, just go to the Bethel Woods uh, website and you can get tickets for that. That looks like an awesome event. And I am really glad that we pulled the trigger on that because that will be a fun day uh, in upstate New York at the site of where they held the iconic Woodstock concert. When we come back after a short break, Dee Murphy, she's the New York rep for Duclaw Brewing, is going to join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome. 
Welcome back to the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, email at albertgnnycradio.com. We're on iTunes and Google Podcasts. We're also on odyssey.com and iHeartRadio. And, of course, the Hopped Up Network. Head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. Usually a couple minutes after the show, uh, early Monday morning, you can download and listen to the podcast version of this show at your leisure. Now, my next guest, someone who's the New York rep for a great brewery located in Maryland, she's also taking part in raising awareness for colon cancer. Did you know that colorectal cancer is the number two killer in the United States? And why? Because people don't want to get checked over the age of 40. And folks, you've heard me time and time again talk to you as a cancer survivor myself with Hodgkin's lymphoma, the importance of going to get checked if something doesn't feel right. But the pandemic has also prevented people from getting their routine checkups. Happened to me. I just got my colonoscopy uh, two years after the age of 50, uh, which is not good, but it was delayed because of the pandemic, and I only got it done uh, just this past December. But now the folks from the Colon Cancer Foundation want you to donate to their cause to help folks get a regular screening for colon cancer. For more information uh, on Duclaw Brewing, just go to DuclawBrewing.com. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer, the New York rep for Duclaw Brewing in New York. Dee Murphy. Dee, how are you? Hi, Al. I'm doing great. Uh, so, Dee, March was Colon Cancer Awareness Month, but let's be honest, cancer doesn't take a break. Could you tell us a little bit about the disease and the need for screenings and why it is important that people care about this? For sure. So, colon cancer is the number two leading cause of cancer death for both men and women, and adults in the U.S. have a 1 in 24 risk of developing colon cancer in their lifetime. So the new recommended screening age is 45 years old, which is a little younger than they were recommending in the past. But screening ages have been dropping since the 2020 pandemic. Right. And so, we're try- so we launched the Give a Cramp campaign. Mm-hmm. To um, It's in partnership with Squatty Potty to raise funds for the Colon Cancer Foundation and try and raise awareness for this in a fun way. Yeah, absolutely. And, what you know, when you, when you hear that number, 1 in 24, that's not a big number. I mean, that is, uh, you know, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who know 24, 25 people. One of those people is going to develop colon cancer if they don't get it checked on a regular basis. And Squatty Potty has been doing a great job. Squatty Potty is is the um, is the thing where you you give them a sample of your poop, they you send it to them, and they do a test on it uh, as to whether or not you should get a full colorectal screening. Is that correct? Um, they're well, they're partnered with us, so um, they you could get a test that they'll mail to you and you right. could um, have it checked. Right, right. So it's it's sort of... The, if, the bio, yes, the Bio-America Easy-Detect Colon Disease Test. Gotcha. It's sort of like, for folks that don't know, it's sort of like uh, uh, the uh, Color Guard uh, ads that you see all over the place, but Squatty Potty is another one of those that does uh, these types of screenings. Now let's talk about the beer. It's another version of the Unicorn Farts beer that DeClaw has done so well. But this recipe is slightly different. Can you tell the folks uh, what flavors are in this beer? Yes. So I'm a big fan of this one. I have been enjoying a few. So it is a heavily fruited sour ale with blueberry and blackcurrant puree as well as vanilla bean. Uh, that sounds really good. I, I, I know you guys sent me a couple of cans, and I did have one and enjoyed it very much. I like this version 
uh, of Unicorn Farts. We're talking with Dee Murphy, the Northeast Regional Manager of DeClaw Brewing. For more info on the beer uh, or the Give a Crap Challenges or the Give a Crap Challenge, just go to GiveACrapChallenge.com. For more info on the brewery DuClaw, it's DuClaw D U C L A W Brewing.com. Now, last year, uh, D, the beer was sold online. Why the change to shelves this year? Just because we're coming out of the pandemic? Um, we wanted to give it more awareness. Um, make it more visible to people. Last year when we just did it online, it was you know, limited to people who just followed our social media, which um, we obviously there are more people who drink the beer and see it on the shelves and in the bars than are just uh, seeing it in their newsfeed. And, and the can art is pretty cool itself. I mean, first off, there's a little bit of a rainbow poop emoji, which is kind of cool, but the can is the can order is pretty cool because if you turn it if you turn it to one side, it's loaded with cancer facts, right? Yes, yes. So they are sold in six packs, and each can does have a different fact about the disease on it. And you can and, um, uh, there's there's a QR code, right, that you can scan. Yes, yes. There is a QR code that you could scan that will um, bring you to a website that will give you even more information on it. Mm -hmm. It links to a blog called uh, The Weekly Digest. Okay. And um, it's it's a mix of educational and entertaining content, including screening resources, survivor stories, and funny tidbits like bathroom horror stories. (laughs) <laughs> I think everybody has had a bathroom horror story at one time uh, or another, for, some in a good way and some in a, in a not-so-good way. We're talking with Dee Murphy, the Northeast Regional Manager of uh, Duclaw Brewing. Uh, we're talking about the, uh, the, the give, uh, not so much the giveaway, but the um, awareness they're trying to bring to colorectal cancer uh, along with Squatty Potty and the Colorectal Cancer Foundation. For more info on all of this, giveacrapchallenge.com and, of course, DuclawBrewing.com uh, if you want to uh, get more information about the beer. Uh, I know you guys, th- there was a, a Give a Crap giveaway that was going on. Uh, will that be continuing into April or that has ended uh, in the month of March? That is just for the month of March, which is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. Right. Okay. And uh, last question for me, D. Where can folks find this beer locally in the New York, New Jersey area? Um, so we're sold in um, a lot of like independent beer stores like bottle shops mm-hmm. um and some of the whole foods as well okay and uh, obviously um this is not something that's really going to be sold at bars it's really uh, one of those things where you're going to have to go to a store uh and ask for it in order to get it correct well it is available on draft for the first time this year as oh, well. well so we did do a limited draft run so some craft beer bars have it um, in New York City, one of my favorite places, drop-off service on Avenue A and 14th Street. They've been carrying it for us. Oh, that's very cool. So if you want it, and obviously it's going to be out for at least uh, another month or so, if you go to uh, a local beer bar in New York City that carries the claw, and you can ask for it, by, you can ask for it, see if they can get it on tap, and, uh, and maybe they can get it on tap. That is really cool. I like that idea. That's mm-hmm. good. And, and obviously... Um, you know, uh, even though we're airing this interview in the month of April, colorectal cancer doesn't stop uh, just because it's the month of March. It's it's one of those things, if, you, if you're not feeling good, that you should go and get checked out. Uh, and it's important to get those uh, colonoscopy screenings. Now they're talking about the age of 45 uh, to go get them done. And listen, folks, I've had it before. It's very simple. It's an e- it's Listen, it's not the easiest test in the world to go through, but it is definitely something um, that everyone should do. 
uh, when they reach the age of 45. And, and you know, it's great that Duclos is able to bring awareness uh, to all of this and have some fun with it at the same time uh, with a really cool beer. My guest has been Dee Murphy. She's the Northeast Regional Manager of Duclos Brewing. For more information uh, on the um, on colorectal cancer, giveacrapchallenge.com, or you can head over to the Colorectal uh, Cancer Foundation, or for more info on the beer, just head over to DeClawBrewing.com. And, of course, if you're in the New York, New, uh, New York, New Jersey area, just ask for them, your uh, local bar, to get it on tap, and uh, they will, uh, DeClaw will do their best uh, to get it to them. Dee, thanks so much for joining me on the program tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you, Al. You're welcome. And let me just add, folks, that... Um, you know, we are obviously out of uh, March and the colorectal cancer awareness month is over, but colorectal cancer is something that is very important. Any type of cancer is important. But, you know, as we mentioned here um, during the interview with Dee Murphy, colorectal cancer is the number two leading cause of death in both men and women. It is something that we don't want to talk about. It is something that, uh, you know, it, it can be prevented with screening. It's highly treatable when you catch it early. If you catch it at an early stage, you can treat it, you can be cured, you can move on. Or, you know, at, at the, at, I don't want to say at the very least hold it at bay. It's important to get your screenings, folks. The bottom line, and if you want any, uh, more information about it, ccalliance.org is uh, where you can get a lot of information about it. And I'm telling you, I know it's uncomfortable uh, to talk about. Um, the, the prep is annoying. It's, a, it's, it's literally a pain in the rear end. But honestly... It gives you peace of mind to know that if there's a problem, they're going to find it. If there's a problem, they can. a lot of times they can treat it right there, um, and it's important to get screened. So do yourself a favor. Go get screened. If you're of the age of 45, go get checked. It's important, um, and without a doubt, um, something that everybody should do, men and women, at the age of 45. Coming up next, Michelle Baldwin, the events and marketing manager at the Colorado Brewers Guild, will join us to talk about Colorado Pint Day. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, for a guy pushing over 70 years old, Rob Halford from Judas Priest, the lead singer of Judas Priest, still has it, folks. This past Wednesday night, got got a chance to see uh, the boys from Birmingham finally, after two years of delays, to see their 50th concert tour. And let me tell you something, 50 years of Judas Priest, it was a tour de force of, you know, music from beginning to end. They did rock a roller from their first album, which came out in 1970. I mean... I don't think they've played it in concert probably in 40 years. Anyway, it was a tremendous show. Was so happy to be there uh, and had great seats as well over at the Prudential Center in Newark. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, iTunes and Google Podcasts. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. We're Alexa ready as well. We're also on iHeartRadio, Odyssey.com. Uh, the Hopped Up Network as well. Head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com a couple minutes after the show ends. You can download and listen to this 
beer podcast or a plethora of others that you can listen to whenever you want. Now, my next guest, she is the events and marketing manager of the Colorado Brewers Guild, and they have been promoting a very cool event that happens yearly. It's called Colorado Pint Day. It's coming up uh, this week on Wednesday, April 6th. Uh, for more on that and other stuff that the Guild is doing, coloradobeer.org. That's the website for more information about this and so much more. Let me welcome onto the program Michelle Baldwin. Michelle, how are you? I'm excellent. Thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. Colorado Pint Day happening around the state on Wednesday, April 6th. For those that don't know, what is Colorado Pint Day? Um, so it's a fundraiser that we came up with in 2015, and the idea is that we have a, a, a really beautiful pint designed uh, this year. We're excited. It's actually by someone who works for a brewery. Cool. But a uh, really beautiful design that has to do with Colorado and the fact that we have all these amazing, wonderful uh, wilderness areas. And it's a collector edition. So people will line up on pint day outside their favorite brewery, uh, get that pint filled with a beer, and take that home, and, and it's, I mean, people call us still trying to get them from earlier years, so people really want these pint glasses. So it is a collector's item as well. Now, how many breweries, Michelle, are participating in the event? So this year, over 175, which is wow. much more than we've ever had. Uh, we're really excited. Oh, that's, see, that's very cool, and if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a dollar from every pint glass that is purchased goes directly back to the Colorado Brewers Guild, is that correct? Yes. Yes, so that helps us with our mission. That is pretty cool. We'll get to that mission in a second. We're talking with Michelle Baldwin, the events and marketing manager of the Colorado Brewers Guild, promoting Colorado Pint Day. takes place Wednesday, April 6th. That's this week. A dollar of each pint glass sold goes to CBG to help its members. For more on that and other stuff that the Guild is doing, coloradobeer.org. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You mentioned the glass being a unique design for this year. Tell the audience a little bit more about that, the... Um, the, the cool artwork behind it, and who it was designed for. What brewery does she work for? Um, so it's Anna Wong. She's the graphic designer and marketing manager for Copper Kettle Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And uh, she also has her own, own design company, Norlo Design. But she, she based it on, so we, we put out the word that we wanted to do something to uh, celebrate the 125th anniversary of Colorado Parks and Wildlife. So she created a, a beautiful... Uh, design that incorporates wildlife, but also the folks that protect it. So there is, as a central character uh, of the de- of the design, uh, a park ranger. And uh, so, yeah, so this year it's, it's about supporting those that keep Colorado wild and Colorado parks and wildlife. That That is very cool. Now, the, gla- the, can the, the glass can only be pur- purchased, though, at member breweries. Is that correct? It's not something that you can yes. go to your website and buy online. You have to be at the brewery in order to get oh. it, right? Uh, and it is, you know, and every year we get emails and calls asking us to ship one, but that's, that's a big part of it. And, and, and it also, it makes it so, it gives someone an excuse on a Wednesday to go visit their local brewery or go check out a new one. Uh, we have everything listed on the website. Uh, we have a map so people can look at that and say, where can I go? Uh, how can I get these glasses? But yeah, to have to be in person. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And listen, I don't need an excuse to go out for a drink. It doesn't have to be a Wednesday. It could be a Monday, a Tuesday. It doesn't matter. Although I have this little problem of I have to be up at three o'clock in the morning for our morning show. So that's it's a little problematic when it's during the week. But uh, but that is really cool. Now, um, shifting gears for a moment, uh, Michelle, Colorado Strong 
was started during the pandemic. Uh, you guys did a collaboration beer with over 100 breweries using only Colorado-based ingredients. Is there any talk of another collaboration this year as we seem to be emerging uh, from the pandemic and shifting sort of to an endemic? Uh, we haven't come to a decision on that, but uh, I know that it was something that really brought our breweries together, mm-hmm. that, uh, that people really, really liked being part of. So I, I think it, it's something that we would consider. But, yeah, right now we're, after two years of not doing events, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're kind of diving headlong into that. But we would love to, to do that or something like it again because it was, it was really successful and people really appreciated uh, especially because of the hard time that breweries had during the pandemic. Yeah, I totally understand that. I mean, we're we're just starting to see events happening. I mean, there were some, there were outdoor events last year and stuff uh, here in the New York, New Jersey area, but this year really seems to be the first year where um, you know brewers guilds and other things are really starting to open up things uh, at at indoor events and really trying to promote uh, the beer business, which has you know suffered just like every other small business has. Uh, over the last two years during this pandemic. But I'm going to put you on the spot for a second, Michelle, of all the breweries that are participating in Colorado Pint Day, which takes place on Wednesday, April 6th. Where is your favorite place to plop down after a long day at work and enjoy a pint? I can't. Be, you're you're asking about, like, it's like the, the favorite children. I only uh, have one, so it's easy for that. me. That's yeah. <laughs> so It's my yeah, son. But, me, I, no, but, I mean, come on. There's got to yeah. be a place that you go to uh, on a on somewhat of a regular basis to say, I like this spot, I like the, the atmosphere. It doesn't necessarily have to be about the, the actual beer or beer style itself, but where's, yeah. the, where's the place you like to sit down and you're going you're gonna to enjoy that pint on a Colorado Pint Day? So um, I, I, I will point out uh, one, of, one of the breweries that I really love is Ratio, okay. a local, local brewery, and they just opened a new brewery uh, location just down the hill for me. So that, that's always my thing. In the summer, I love to get on my bike. Mm-hmm. It's Colorado. The weather's always gorgeous in the summer. Right. Get on my bike and go to, to a brewery, and that is now within biking distance. So I am sure you will find me there a lot this summer. That's, see, that's awesome. I have a local brewery by my house in uh, Rowway, New Jersey. It's about a five- or six-minute car ride. And then there's another one that's about a seven- or eight-minute car ride up the road um, in Westfield. So neighboring towns have breweries. So it's always that pick-or-choose. Which one do I go to? Uh, for the ambiance or whatever, it's not. It, it, yeah, obviously it's about the beer, but it's also about you know I want to sit down and I want to have a conversation with people and relax a little bit. So that's always a yeah. cool thing. So it's it's nice to have. And hey, you get on the bike, a little exercise while you're going to get that beer. That's there's nothing wrong with that either. Finally, Michelle, uh, will the Colorado Brewers uh, rendezvous be taking place later this year? And if so, is there any idea on a date? Yes, so that's going to be July 9th. So we're going back to the summer, uh, which we're very excited about. We always do a, a group uh, uh, ride down the, the river, so we get to get on some rafts and get into the river. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're very excited that that's going to happen again in the summer. That's cool. So that's July 9th that's going to take place, uh, and that is, that is a lot of fun. Again, for more information on all of these things, coloradobeer.org if you want to be involved. Obviously, Colorado Pint Day takes place Wednesday, April 6th. You can only get the glasses at the brewery. Don't contact uh, the folks from the Colorado Brewers Guild saying, oh, please ship me one or whatever. It's not going to happen, folks. you got to get to the brewery. So if you want to make a quick trip out to Colorado to get your side, and I've, I've seen the artwork on the glass. The glass is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's definitely a conversation piece uh, while you're sitting around with friends and uh, definitely to share. 
a beer with a, a, a Colorado beer uh, with some friends. My guest has been Michelle Baldwin. She's the events and marketing manager of the Colorado Brewers Guild. Again, Colorado Pint Day, Wednesday, April 6th. For more on that and other stuff that the Guild is doing, just head over to coloradobeer.org. Michelle, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds and uh, more news about the uh, Stone lawsuit that they uh, won, they were victorious on, uh, against Molson Coors. We'll have that and Suds and Duds coming up next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. That's what I'm talking about, a little Judas Priest delivering the goods. Back here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the program, as always, of course, is Suds and Duds. We might be changing that up uh, pretty soon uh, just because I want to do something a little different uh, in that last segment of the show. A lot of times, by the time I get to the beers uh, that I've had from you people, it's been a couple of weeks. But, you know, I still feel that it's relevant because there is stuff uh, that I find uh, that I want to share with you that I've had, and I want you to go out and get it. Uh, and then we have a, one little news item to talk about uh, that happened late uh, the week before. But, you know, again, I'm taping this show early because I'm off. I was off the last couple of days from work. So, um, you know, and I make no bones about this. The show is recorded, obviously. There is, you know, there's that disclaimer that plays portions of the show are pre-recorded. Actually, all of this show is pre-recorded because if I'm here on a Sunday night at 11 o'clock doing this live, that's going to be a bit of a problem for me getting up. Uh, and being here on time for Monday morning. Anyway, let's dive into Suds and Duds first. Anniversary Ale, the 10th anniversary ale uh, from Cape May Brewing. Uh, I'll tell you, I bought this last June when I was down at Cape May um, uh, to do an interview with Ryan Krill. We were down in Atlantic City for the uh, lead conference. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, for spending a lot of time in the back of the fridge, it's still tasting pretty darn good. Uh, real nice beer, around 8% on the ABV. Obviously, you're not going to be able to find it in stores. You might, uh, but if you do, I'd be a little suspect on that. Um, but I'll tell you what, for sitting in the fridge the entire time, being nice and ice cold, pretty darn good beer. Uh, the guys from Source, their Source of Cheers, their Hellas Lager, uh, they come out with this uh, be- particular beer periodically, and they have it in stovepipe cans, which is, you know, 19 ounces. I, I, I just, I love this beer. This is a beer that a Hellas Lager deserves to be poured in a big glass and and drunk that way, right? It's not meant to be a small little 6-ounce pour or an 8-ounce pour. It's meant for 16 to, to, to 24 ounces. Pour it in a big glass and drink it. It's an easy-drinking lager. Goes down great. Um, it's one of those ones that you have a big approach, that you would do a big cheer and, you know, in a big mug. That's how it should be. Fantastic beer. I love that beer. They have it uh, at Prudential Center. Uh, and if I when I do come across it at whatever, you know, because they have it in these little stands that you have to go searching for to find. Um, but when they do have it, I definitely get it because it is absolutely worth um, it's worth the expense at an arena. And it's also worth the taste because it's fantastic. Um, give a crap. This is uh, the Duclos beer that we talked about earlier with D. Murphy. It's a delicious sour beer for a great cause. 
You know, as I mentioned, colorectal cancer, the number two leading cause of cancer death in adults. Uh, get screened, folks. It's important that you do that. Blueberry and black currant shine in this. The vanilla adds a soft touch to it. Uh, it's a delicious beer. I, I love it. Uh, I'm glad that they do this every year uh, to raise awareness for uh, colorectal cancer. It is absolutely, uh, positively uh, a, a fantastic beer for a very, very worthy cause. Uh, Carton Brewing uh, came out with a, uh, a Kolsch. Uh, it's called Shower. It's a shower beer. Um, you know, if you've heard the term shower beer, right? You know, you're in, the, you're in the shower, you have a beer. Um, this is a great, this is a really, really tasting, banging Kolsch. Uh, super crushable. I could have had four of these while I was at Paragon Tap and Table uh, on Friday night with a bunch of friends for dinner. Um, it's a great beer. I loved it. Uh, enjoyed it a lot. Um, we were trying to work our way through their March Madness uh, beers. Carton was not one of the March Madness beers, but it was one of those. I was having a few. I think I started with the uh, uh, the Brick City, which I had already had before, um, and then moved on to the Carton, and then came back to the uh, Zigmeister, the Deep Sea Series Tropics, a dank hazy, really nice, enjoyed that a lot. Um, and then they had the uh, Champorado by Ashton Brewing. I've got to get down to these guys at Middlesex. They were in the old uh, Demented Digs. A um, lot of cinnamon on this. A little thin on the taste. I felt like for a stout, or I'm, I'm not sure if this was a stout or a porter. I think it's a stout. Um, I, I really thought the taste was a little bit thin. It, almost... I don't want to say watery, but um, it, it, it definitely had it, it definitely had an odd. Um, I know I don't want to say odd. Odd is not uh, odd is not the right word. Just thin, thin on the taste. I love the cinnamon. The cinnamon hit you right on the nose. Had a nice cinnamon flavor to it, but I felt like it was a little thin uh, from a liquid standpoint. Maybe I got to go have it there on tap uh, to see the difference. I uh, found a can of spring saison by source in the back of the fridge. Hey, it's spring. Why not? It's still tasting delicious. Almost a year later. Uh, you know, dive into it. Another one that I had um, that I've been sitting in the fridge for a little bit, the Cherry Braxton Ale by Source. Um, this is a great beer. Cherry forward, bubbly, slightly spicy. Um, this is one of those that I probably should have shared with a couple people. I know it's in a 500 milliliter bottle, but I have a, a glass from Source that kind of fits this beer perfectly. I just poured the whole thing in and sipped my way through it uh, while watching a movie. Excellent. Uh, could not have been... Uh, could not have been a better beer. And then Floofer, which I've had before, Banana Chocolate Marshmallow by Skygazer Brewing Company. It's a perfect nightcap. 10% um, really decadent pastry stout. Um, I'm sure my blood sugar was not happy about that one, but, you know, I had to dive into it. And then uh, last Sunday, I took a trip down uh, to pick up beers from Source, but uh, on the way there, we stopped at Alternate Ending, my wife and I, to have lunch because I hadn't been there in a while, and I wanted to. I really wanted to try the Munson uh, lager that they came out with. I wanted to get it in cans. It sold out really quick. I should probably should have ordered it on beer broadcast uh, beforehand, and I, I didn't, and I kind of gambled and lost. Well, all right. Munson is the name of the beer because they're uh, paying homage uh, to the movie Kingpin with uh, Woody Harrelson and Randy Quaid. Um, what a, a solid amber lager. Nice and bready, delicious. Uh, very much enjoyed it. I uh, had a small pour on that. Went uh, perfectly with my uh, pineapple, uh, smoked pineapple pulled pork sandwich. Uh, delicious, and then my wife had the uh, we had the um, the white pizza Detroit style uh, with arugula on top, a couple of different cheeses, really really nice and tasty. Uh, so to go with that, uh, a slice of that, I had the Sarah, which is this wonderful collaboration between Alternate Ending and Screaming Hill. I love the wine quality in it; uh, it was delicious and the perfect um, the perfect beer to go with a white pizza 
with a little, uh, you know, lemon zest, olive oil, you know, all those little uh, nuances that you kind of pick up uh, with the beer. Delicious. So worked out perfectly. Had a great time at Alternate Ending, a place that I have to get back to from time to time because they really do make delicious beer. Now, finally, with a couple of minutes left that we have here uh, on the show, um, the big news that came out a week ago this past Friday, Stone Brewing defeating Molson Coors in the trademark infringement case. Um, this is a huge deal. The federal court in uh, San Diego back on the 25th of March ruled in favor of Stone Brewing in that trademark dispute filed four years ago. Stone filed the lawsuit against Miller Coors, which is now Molson Coors, for illegal use of Stone's registered incontestable Stone trademark after the company rebranded, rebranded its Keystone beer as Stone. During the time of infringement, Molson Coors sold more than 1.7 billion of Keystone beer branded as Stone. Three-week trial took place before U.S. District Judge Robert ben- Roger Benitez and an eight-person jury. Stone Brewing, the nation's ninth-largest craft brewery, ninth-largest craft brewery, yet in 2020 it produced only 347,000 barrels of beer, only 0.5 percent the volume of beer produced by Molson Coors. The underdog win. A victory for every craft brewery that prides itself in independence, valuing, valuing quality over all else. This is a press release from Stone. Um, I, I would read the quotes from uh, the owner, Maria Stipp, uh, owner, CEO, and co-founder, Greg Cook. Uh, it's a, listen, it is a historic day. Um, it is a big deal. Uh, I believe the judge um, awarded them $56 million in the, uh, in the settlement. Uh, whether or not Molson Coors decides to, um, you know, Fight the case, uh, fight the verdict, uh, and go for an appeal. I have no idea. Uh, if we do get that information, we will, of course, let you know. But this is huge. Um, I, I know that people on social media were saying, ah, nobody would ever mistake a, a Keystone Light for a Stone beer. I get that. The knowledgeable craft beer drinker would get that. But somebody who had been drinking Bud or Coors Light their entire life and was going to go to a friend's house who they knew drank craft beer and said, I'll pick up beer, and they see this display and it says stone and they recall oh yeah they had a stone you know and they grab it and buy it thinking that it's stone brewing well it's not and i get why stone vigorously defends its name it's why they go after smaller people that may or may not have anything to do with beer or may have to do with beer remember the whole sawstone um brewery um infringement i get it it's protecting their name um, in some cases, do I think they're going a little bit overboard? Maybe. But if you're a business, if your business was XYZ and somebody was using that same name to promote whatever it is they were trying to promote, I think you'd be just as upset. And, you know, listen, Stone has the money to go after a bigger company. A lot of small places don't. So I understand that. I understand the whole David versus Goliath kind of thing. But in the grand scheme of things, this is a David versus Goliath, Right. I mean, for as big as Stone is, they're still small compared to, you know, Molson Coors. That's the bottom line. So I, I, I don't I, – listen, I think Stone did the right thing here, and kudos to the judge for awarding them the settlement and winning the case because, let's face it, names matter. It matters in the beer business. Branding matters. That's your bottom line. People remember you because of that. That's just my opinion. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, as well as my guests, Steve Murphy, the New York rep from DeClaw Brewing, and Michelle Baldwin, the events and marketing manager at the Colorado Brewers Guild. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I'm back live on the Piscopo Show Tuesday at 6 a.m. This has been the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.